Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Build Exclusively with Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Glad to have each and every one of you on. I'm about to get out of the way of greatness and introduce you to our master trainer for the morning, okay? All the way from G-Town, Galveston, Texas. This young lady, hey, okay? She loves to be creative, help you out when you need it. When you didn't think of stuff, she thinks of, like, oh, that's it. That's what I wanted to do. So, yeah, <laughs> always helpful in that. Heart of gold and we call it care bears with the rainbows and everything. So, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Deanna Marie. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, we have been talking about transcending inconsistency. And today, we're going to talk about living in the present and what living in the present how living in the present helps you transcend transcend inconsistencies. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so let's start off by what, how are ways that not being present completely just knocks you off your path when you're hit with the inconsistency? 
how does not being pre present knock you off path when it comes to inconsistency? One more time. <laughs> I'll get the third half. <laughs> how does not being present, um, Antonio words, how does not being present where your feet are Oh, hold on, I forgot the question. Um, how I phrase it. Okay, let me read. How does not being present, how does dwelling in the past knock you off your feet when you get hit with an inconsistency? Okay. Yes, yeah, better way to ask. Okay. Uh, you know, when you continue to dwell in the past, you just keep thinking, man, I used to, man, I used to be making money hand over fist. I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, no. You get, <laughs> if you did it then, you could do it again. So you got to be in the now. Like Jerome was telling me the other day, he's like, yeah, the way <laughs> the way revenue has come through ATS now has changed, but you stayed the same. I'm in the past. So I got to get to the present where my feet are. So I can uh, continue to get what I did get back then and continue to get it again, but like, you know, it's cliche, but when times change, you got to change with it. So you have to be present now, focus on what's going on now and not what, what happened back then. You know, like when people talk about, man, the gold days, well, that, the, they, the days ago, focus on where you are now, okay? So yeah, you have to focus on where you are now to, to stay consistent and change with the times, uh, you know, they don't, we don't have eight tracks anymore. We don't even have CDs anymore, okay? We got, we have, you know, we streaming, we stream music, okay? And so you have to change with the times so that you can remain consistent with the times and remain relevant. So. All right, anyone else? All right. So when we consistently dwell on past mistakes, regrets, or those experiences that we have not released, those experiences that changed our lives drastically that we believe, it leads to inconsistency and not the inconsistency that, not the natural inconsistencies of life, but the inconsistencies of life. Because one of the things that dwelling in the past does, it distracts you from the present. It's hard to be present when you are mentally in the past. If you fo focus excessively on the past, it diverts your attention from the current moment. It, um, and then it makes it hard to be fully engaged in whatever is present in the present task you're doing and experiences. So how many of you, because you were dwelling on something that happened in the past, completely missed a, a wonderful moment that you could have had with family, friends, loved ones, because you were, you were stuck in the past? How many of you have done that before? I've done it. I've done it. And then like this morning, while I was meditating on this morning's call, I realized that I've missed like eight years of Dawn's life because I was so distracted 
in dwelling in the past that I I missed a lot of the experience of him in the present. So how many, so how many of you, wait, who has, who can get, like, grab some pen and paper? Who can grab some pen and paper? I can. Okay. So this is what, if you, if you can't just, Grace, if you can put these questions in the chat and they can go back to them later. Okay. Okay. So the- <laughs> okay. So ask yourself this question, what stops you from being present? What past events do you think about every day? What about these events keep you distracted? How do you feel when you think about these events? Now, while you're writing these questions down or pondering these questions, I'm gonna tell you a story. I've told this story before, but it's a wonderful story to me because it explains so much in it just explains a lot. I was reading The Untethered Soul, and there's a story in The Untethered Soul about a gentleman. And this gentleman, one day, he was riding down a highway, and he was minding his own business. You know, he was happy. He was in a happy place driving, and this car pulled up next to him. And he recognizes the fact that it looks like his girl, his current girlfriend's car. You know, it was like a gold Mustang. And then he recognized the fact that it looked like it was his girlfriend sitting in the passenger seat. And when he focused in even more, he recognized there was a man driving her car. And they were holding hands. Now, in this moment, it completely devastated him. Every emotion flooded through him, the pain, the hurt, the anger, the frustration, the questions all flooded into him at this moment. Let's fast forward a few years. He's driving down this same highway. He's with his family. He is happy. He is elated. He has his wife sitting next to him. He has two kids in the back seat. They're all, you know, doing the kid thing, the family trip. And this Mustang pulls next to him while driving. Now, while it's not the same Mustang that his ex-girlfriend used to drive, it triggered 
the emotion in him. And it put him right back to where he was the day he saw his girlfriend cheating on him. And because he was not in the present, he completely forgot. Like everything in the car was removed. The happiness that he felt with his family, the joy, even his family no longer existed at this point because he was back in that place. So I'm going to take this story a little further. So they're driving now. The kids are elated, the wife's happy, but she recognizes that there's something different about him. His whole, his whole energy, his whole aura has shifted. The kids are excited. They're like, dad, 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 let's do this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So now at this particular point in time, he is no longer in the present with his family, but in the past with the heartache. So he's, so he's going to be, and because he has not released that energy, now he's going to live in this pain and this hurt from something that happened in the past. And he is going to miss out everything that's going to happen during this vacation. He's going to miss the fact that little Timmy uh, took his, uh, held his breath for 10 seconds. He's going to miss out on the fact that little Mary lost a tooth because he's so distracted with what's going on. He's going to miss out on the big news that his wife is pregnant with a third kid. Because he's so stuck in that past experience that he's missing out on everything in the present. So how many of you have actually done that? How many of you have focused so much on the past that you miss the wonderfulness of what's right in front of you? So one of the ways to transcend inconsistency So one of the ways to transcend inconsistency is to live in the present because when you get hit with inconsistency and you're in the present, it doesn't look like an inconsistency. It just looks like a part of life. So the next thing that happens, a part of dwelling in the past when it comes to your inconsistency is being an emotional turmoil. See, dwelling on past mistakes can evoke negative emotions, just like the story I just told you. He was dwelling on a past issue, a past hurt that he received. And what it evoked was all of those emotions that came with it. The guilt, the shame, the regret, the pain, everything that came with that came back up. And what that does is that influences our decision-making and our behavior and behavior in unpredictable ways. How many of you know that when you're, when you are in emotional emotional turmoil that you can't even predict your actions. Let me tell y'all something. I done been in some emotional turmoil and my children, look, I done did some stuff. You ask Grace, I almost slit some ties and busted out some windows with the person in the car. <laughs> I have put holes in walls, not with my fist. You know, I use things and when I get to a certain level, I just chunk stuff across the room. It just feels better. 
and all that energy just flies with whatever I just threw. And the last time I did that, I put a hole in the wall. I owed the apartment complex about 200 bucks. So yeah, didn't get my deposit back on that one. But that's what it does. That's what emotional turmoil does. And when you are dwelling in that emotion, when you are dwelling in those past mistakes, how many of y'all have ever been in something and you're out of it now, but you sit here and you be like, dang, man, I shouldn't have did that. I wish I, I wish I could have did something different. You go through those shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not being in the present. That's emotionally dwelling in the past. And that even when you're in emotional turmoil, you, you can't think. You can't think. You can't work. You don't want to socialize with people. You become a hermit. And the deeper you get into it, the deeper you get into, into becoming an emotional hermit. And then you just, you don't do like, everything becomes unpredictable. And then when you get hit with something, you don't know what to do. You freak out. So one of the ways that we can stay present when we are in emotional turmoil is to journal it out, give it a voice. And forgive yourself. The I've realized that the theme to life is forgiveness, okay? The theme to life is forgiveness. The only way you can be in emotional turmoil is if you have not forgiven that person and you have not forgiven yourself. The next thing when it comes to dwelling in the past and transcending inconsistency is you got to stop, you got to stop comparing yourself and you got to stop judging yourself. When you consistently compare your situation to past events and achievements or your current situation to what used to be, that can lead to unrealistic expectations. It leads to self-criticism it lead, and it, that leads to causing inconsistency in your goals and your actions. Who here compares yourself to how you used to be or what you used to do? You said it leads to some kind of expectations. Oh, unrealistic. Thank you. Um, when you, who here compares yourself to your siblings? Who here compares yourself to your friends? Who here serves Facebook and look at your friends that you grew up with and look at, look at all the pictures and how they're living your lives and be like, dang, man, if I would have, I would, mm-hmm. Me and Grace, the only two? Okay, good. We doing good today. All right, y'all. Come on. Yeah. Well, doing... Okay, so I'm, I'm going to have a conversation with Grace then. All right, so Grace, we got to stop doing that. Because 
if we keep comparing ourselves to our siblings and our friends, we gonna always live in hell. Because look, let me tell y'all something. I used to do that so much. And when I did it, I went into this emotional state and I took it out on the people around me because I was angry and frustrated at myself. But as I got older, I realized, wait a minute. They doing as good as they post on social media. The grass may look greener, but is it really? And then when it comes to my siblings, you looking at what they doing, but you also know their life. <laughs> that water bill may be high. They lights may be getting cut off. They may have several disconnection notices. They may just got fired. They may be going through a divorce. They may be single and wanting to be married. Yeah, they've been taking trips every month, but at what cost? You don't know their lives. So we have to stop comparing ourselves to them and then judging ourselves according to the comparison. Because every time we do that, when we get hit with something, it completely knocks us off course. But when we, when we are okay with, our, not okay, but when we are content with where we are and we are present in the moment, getting hit with the inconsistency won't bother us. It'll be like, oh, okay, well, that means I need to move forward. Or, okay, I'm, if I'm not getting hit with inconsistencies, I'm not moving. If I'm not getting hit, I'm not moving. So I'd rather get hit with inconsistencies on a consistent basis than just be sitting here being like, oh, life is, yay, life is good, life is good. <laughs> Because life is good. Now let's talk about this self-judgment. Forgiveness is key. Forgiveness is the answer to life. Forgiveness is key because when I judge myself harder, then anybody can ever judge me. How many of y'all are like that too? And what I realize is when I judge myself, I pause in my situations. Let me tell y'all a story. I've told this story before, and it's one of my favorite stories because it has like 150 quadrillion meanings that you can pull from it. But I'm about to get, I'm about to talk to being stuck in your turmoil. So y'all have heard about the girl, the story about the girl who had a car accident during a storm. So much so to where it changed her driving habits. She no longer drove when it was raining. When the weather gets bad, she did not drive. Well, one day she was driving with her dad. Her dad was in the passenger seat. So first off, first message is, on your journey, be careful who you have in your passenger seat. That's your first lesson. Be careful who you have in your passenger seat. 
Her dad was in the passenger seat and they were driving. And they were driving down the highway. And y'all know how we drive and all of a sudden rain comes out of nowhere. Like, I don't know how it is up in Baltimore, Uncle Romy Rome. I don't know how it is where you are, Miss Janice. I don't know how it is in Florida. But I know down here in Texas, it could be not a cloud in the sky. And you driving down 45, and all of a sudden you have a sheet of rain pouring down, and you can't see a damn thing. That's what happened to her. She was driving. It was sunny. All of a sudden, she got hit with a sheet of rain. And she got nervous and she looked at her dad. Remember, be careful who you have in your passenger seat. She looked at her dad and she was like, hey, dad, I'm going to go ahead and pull this over real quick. He's like, no, keep driving. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> She's like, no, wait a minute. Did you forget what happened the last time I drove in the rain? Now, she's having this conversation in her head because we all know we don't, we don't have those kind of conversations with our parents. You know, when, in our head, when we, when we talking back, we talk back in our head when it comes to our parents. So in her head, she's like, man, what the hell you mean, dad? What you mean? Keep driving. Did you do? And then she she verbally said, "Dad, it's raining." And he was like, "I know. Keep driving." And in her head, she like, "Dude, that ain't really what she said." But you know, she was like, "Man, come on, like that. It's raining. Did, did you forget?" So she's in here driving, and now her nerves. She's in emotional turmoil. Her nerves are on its edges she is gripping the steering wheel so tight to where her knuckles are turning white this is this is the position she's in right now but she's being obedient to her father exodus 14 14 she's being obedient to her father and she's driving in the rain but guess what happened the rain got harder it started getting harder for her to see. So she, dad, I'm pulling over. He's like, no. In the most soothing, calming voice, no, keep driving. Again, be careful who you have in your passenger seat. So she's still driving. But at this point, she is fuming. Because he knows what happened. He knows she had dwelling on past experience she knows he knows she had a car accident he knows how she gets when she drives now he knows she's not supposed to drive through the rain because of what it does to her so now not only is she distracted from the present but now she's going through all of this emotional turmoil and she now has limited program but limited problem solving skills because guess what She's stuck reliving the car accident. But she keeps on driving. Her cheeks done turned red by this point. Her whole face is probably maroon because of the levels of anger that is flowing through her. And as she's driving, she sees all these cars on the side of the road. Waiting out the rain because it, it's gotten bad, y'all. It's gotten so bad. She went from driving 70 miles an hour to driving 20 miles an hour. How many of y'all know knows how it feels to be going at full speed and then something hits you that knock you off course and you slow down? Mm-hmm. That's what happened. That's what happened. 
So she's driving and she's looking at all these people. And so she looks at her, she she ain't look, but at this point, looking away from the the looking away from the the, the windshield wiper the windshield is not it, it, it ain't in her that ain't something that's in her ministry at this point so she's driving and now she's very she's very vocal dad i'm finna pull over you see all these people pulled over dad i'm finna pull over with them and what does he say remember be careful who you have in your passenger side in your passenger seat he say no and then he verbalized to her what she didn't think he realized he said, I know you're scared, but keep driving. So she kept driving in all of her pissivity, in all of her fear, in all of her worry, in all of everything going through her, she kept driving. When she got out the store, her dad, Remember, be careful who you have in your passenger seat. Told her, now you can pull over. So she pulled over. She released the steering wheel. And y'all know how when you're gripping something so tight, when you go to release it, you have to do it slow because your, your, your hands are stuck in that position. Yeah, that's what she had to, in, in, in all of the, you know, the sounds it make because your skin has become one with whatever you was gripping. So her skin became one with the steering wheel. So she's trying to let go and she doing all this. And then she had to shake her hands off and everything. She said that she said, dad, you see, at this point, this is when your communication and your problem solving go out the window when it comes to your parents and you forget that you they child dad you knew how i felt about driving through the rain and then now you want me to pull over you driving no more and he said calm down I hear it. I, I, y'all, I feel like I'm having this conversation with my dad because first off, there would have been a facial expression. <laughs> like, <laughs> you forget who you are. <laughs> like, you forget you, my child. And that the and then that parental look they give you that watch who you talking to and watch telling you. Yeah, I feel like that's, I feel like he completely just did not, like that would have came from my dad. But I, I feel like her dad just completely realized he knew he knew what she was. She, he knew where this was coming from. So he was cool, calm, and collected. Now, it's scary when your dad or your mama is cool, calm, and collected and you just flipped on them. Okay? That's not, that's, that is not healthy for you. <laughs> but you have to remember who you have. Remember who you put in your passenger seat. Dad was in the passenger seat. The father was in the passenger seat. So. <clears throat> He looked at her. He said, calm down. He said, I need you to do me a favor. Look back. So she turned back. And for the first time, she was in the present. And when she turned back, she noticed all of the cars still parked in the storm. And she turned around and she said, okay. So why are we parked here? He said, look ahead of you. And she did. Nothing but sunshine and blue skies. He said, you see all those people still parked back there? She said, yes, sir. He said, they decided to stay parked. They decided to park in the middle of their storm. So they are spending more time in their storm than they had to. 
He said, but where are you parked? He said, that's because you kept going. Regardless of what hit you, regardless of past experiences, you kept going. So you're out of your storm. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you today. <laughs> I couldn't help it, Grace. I couldn't help it. <laughs> but seriously, that's what happens when you dwell on the past and you get hit with an inconsistency. See? All right, Bishop, too. <laughs> if she would have had the wrong person in the passenger side, she would have stayed stuck in her past. But because she had the father in her passenger side, because she had her father in the passenger side, she listened to what he told her to do. Exodus 14, 14. Even though she had some stuff going on in her head, she shut up. She let him fight the battle and she kept driving. She was distracted from the present moment because she was dwelling on the past of the accident that happened that caused her to have fear when it came to driving in storms. Then when she hit the storm, she was going through the emotional turmoil of what happened in the past. So she couldn't deal with the inconsistency of the storm coming out of nowhere. So she was ready to pull over, but her passenger told her to keep moving forward. Her passenger was living in the present. She was dwelling in the past. That's why you have to be careful who you have in your passenger seat on your journey. Then she started comparing and doing self-judgment. She started, she was so focused on that event. She was so, man, I shouldn't have been driving. Man, I shouldn't have did this. Man, I shouldn't have did that. She was so in self-judgment while she was in this drive. And y'all know we do this. When we hit an inconsistency, we go back into our head because we're remembering the last time we hit this inconsistency, what happened, whether we regretted decisions that we made, whether we had shame in the actions that we did, whether we were living in the guilt of it, whether whether we were sitting there having our shoulda, coulda, wouldas about it. We were still doing going through the process of the self-judgment. We were still going through the self-criticism. We set unrealistic expectations for ourselves. So when we hit inconsistency and we're not in the present, we want to pause in our storm. But remember who you put in your passenger seat. That is, a, that is extremely important. And then she was limited in her problem solving. She was so stuck in this car accident that she had in the rain where she was limited on her problem solving. Keep moving forward wasn't even a thought process for her to have because in her, in her thought process, it was parking the storm. But that only meant she was going to be in the storm longer than she was supposed to be. How many of you have parked in your storm because you had limited problem solving skills because you were still stuck in the emotional turmoil of what happened years ago? Go ahead, Prophet. All right, Bishop number two, you're no longer Pinky. You know, um, Pinky knows a story about when I was 12 and it was raining and the car spinning. I got through out of the car, 
bust your sides of the head open. Then 2001 fell asleep and on the other side of the road, car flipped, smacked into a tree. Then 2005, I'm coming with the story. 2005 got into another car accident. So now how bad I want to drive, I'm so scared to drive. So you are talking there to the point where they're about, they're trying to teach me how to drive in the next couple of weeks or so. They're trying to get things together. But in a way, I'm excited, but in a way, I'm not. So I know where you at when you come to that point. But Prophet Jay, who going to be in the passenger seat? My Lord, help me. <laughs> that's to me that's the most important thing in life who do you have in your passenger seat do you have the homegirl that's gonna pause with you or do you have the father that's gonna tell you to keep going Who do you have in your passenger seat? Because when it comes to the inconsistencies of life, we, what I have learned in this life, and Antonio has taught it to us multiple times again, is that we have our garden. Then we have a shared garden with those we choose to share with, but everybody has their individual gardens and we can also allow others to plant in our garden. So whoever you have in your passenger seat, how are they planting in your garden? And that determines if they're supposed to be in the passenger seat, if they're supposed to be in the back seat, or if they're even supposed to have a place in the car. Because you have your own life and inconsistencies to deal with. And the people who you share your garden with should be the same people who are going to tell you keep driving, not the ones that are going to say pull over and keep you in your storm room. You know, that is so true because um, just having Queen by my side, she would be like, baby, calm down. It's going to be all right. Just go ahead through it because I'm here for you. You know, I, I hear that all. I hear that so many times that's impossible to count right now on both of my fingers and toes. Um, But um, I hear that a lot. So when you say who is on your passenger side, you know what I'm saying? I would say it would be that father within Renee. You know what I'm saying? As in, she would be like, okay, you got this. Just calm down, take a breather and go through it. Hmm. You women. (laughs) (laughs) You men. But we love y'all though. We love y'all so much. We love y'all so much. But that dwelling in the past will leave you when you get hit with the inconsistency. And and what we're for the rest of this class, we're going to call it inconsistency the storm. The inconsistency is going to be the storm. So when we dwell in the past and we get hit with a storm, 
if we are not present where we are, that storm will pause us where we are. If we have not released the emotions, given them, if we have not given the emotional turmoil within us a voice, and that's, I'm going to disclaimer this for y'all. You're not going to get it right the first time. And when you go through it the first time and you get through it the first time, that's not going to be the first time. It's going to come up on a regular basis because it's a part of the inconsistencies of life. And then you also have to battle the fact that this is something that you've been dealing with for years. Therefore, you have become addicted to the hormonal release, the hormonal and endorphin release that comes with the experience of that emotion. And what is alive will fight to stay alive. So while you're trying to release the anger, the anger is still alive in you. And because that anger from that event is still alive in you, it's going to fight to stay alive. We're like, no, Grace, Grace, I done been here for 42 years, fool. What you talking about? You, you want to do what with me? You want me to leave? Baby girl, we in this together. We've been in this together for 42 years. And now all of a sudden you 43 and you want to change. This ain't going to happen. Prophet, what you mean you want to drive now? We've been fearing driving for years. And now all of a sudden you want to be different. You want to drive now. Bro, we here. We've been in this together for some years. Now you think you're going to get rid of me that easy? Nah, this fear is here to stay. Romy Ron, what you mean you want to get rid of the anger with your sister? What you talking about? You know how we do this. Come on, Uncle Romy Ron. You, you can't just let me go that easy. I'm going to stay around for a little longer. I'm going to come up when you least expect it. That's what these things do to us. But because Prophet Jerry gave his fear a voice, because Grace gave her anger a voice, because Uncle Romy Rome gave that frustration and that anger and that passivity towards his sister a voice. When you can account for it, you can control it. And it's still going to creep up. Uncle Romy Rome has told us that many a times it has crept up. And when I tell you I got to applaud Uncle Romy Rome because some of the stuff that he done done, I would have never did. Mm-mm. My sister would have got all of my conversation. <laughs> Oh, I would have read her, her rights every time. <laughs> every time she came for me, I would have. So Uncle Romy Rome, I got to applaud you because Uncle Romy Rome lives in the present. He don't have time for the distractions of the past. He don't have time for the emotional turmoil. He don't have time for all that stuff. And because... Hey, Secret to Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. 
helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, seriously, like a real-life cheat code, and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. He no longer lives and dwells in the past. His problem solving is on fleek. I don't know if they still say that. You know, it's been a while. I'm 40 now. I'm not sure, y'all. It's been a second. I don't even know if I said it right. <laughs> You did. You said it right. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 You know. Yeah. <laughs> but who's in your passenger seat while you riding through this storm? Is it someone that's going to tell you pull over? Or is it someone that's going to tell you keep driving? That's why I follow Exodus fourteen fourteen. That's my God, my ancestors, the universe telling me, keep driving. We got all this extra stuff that's full. We got the debris. We got the the storm. You keep driving. We'll tear down the walls of Jericho. You just be ready to walk through. And that's, that's what living in the present looks like. That's how you battle the inconsistencies of life. If you if you live in the present and you live in forgiveness, inconsistencies is a spider crawling down your window. It's just there to annoy you. It ain't gonna hurt you. It's just this annoying presence of something that has to happen because it exists. Sheena so wisely said the other, was it the other day? It was one of those days this week. All my days emerged. They really Monday. are. Monday. Monday. Thank you, Grace. Monday. Sheena so wisely said Monday, we schedule our inconsistencies. Because the moment you decide to drive profit, the inconsistency of the fear is going to kick in. You automatically schedule the inconsistency. Uncle Romy Rome, he hid his inconsistency with his sister head on and they had a conversation like siblings. And I don't know if y'all have ever had one of those conversations before, but it's a beautiful environment for the soul where you can sit with your brother and your, or your sister or your brothers and sisters and just talk. 
it's it's a conversation you can't have with friends. It's a conversation you can't have with your parents. It's only a conversation that you can have with somebody that share your blood. That came from the same womb. While we all came from the same womb. And because he was living in the present and not dwelling in the past, he was able to have that conversation with his sister. I think he said it was like a two-hour conversation. A three-hour, that's even better. A three-hour conversation. Let me tell y'all, let me show y'all what living in the past and having a conversation with your siblings look like. They are coming to you to talk, to share with you their life. And you're sitting here and you're, well, the last time we had this conversation, this is what you was going through. I don't know what we're talking about it now. You ain't going to learn from it. I don't know why he coming to me, talking to me. Ain't nothing I can do because I'm in the worst position he is. Man, did I turn the stove off? Crap, I need to pay that bill. I need to put gas in the car. I don't feel like driving. That's what that conversation looks like when you're not in the present. But when you're in the present, this is what that conversation looks like. Because you listening. Because <laughs> you present. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of dwelling on the past. I'm tired of being parked in my storms. Because I don't know if y'all have noticed, the st- not just one storm comes at one time. So while you're driving through one storm, you're getting hit with another. You're driving through the rain and your gas light come on. You driving through your, the rain and your check engine light come on. You driving through the rain and you get a phone call that somebody's in the hospital. You driving through the rain and you get a phone call because somebody's screaming in the background because they done com- completely lost their mind because their boyfriend left them. Their girlfriend left them. Somebody passed away. The, your uncle got arrested. Your auntie in jail. Those are all storms hitting you at the same time. But if you're not present, you won't be able to properly, what's the word I'm looking for? Process. You won't be able to properly process what's going on and how to handle them in the manner. Because the first thing you got to do is the first thing you got to do is get through your storm. You can't help nobody in their storm and you still in your storm. That's why you have to keep going. Because when you're out of your storm, then you can park, turn back, and wave to everybody else so they can see you in the light. Dwelling in the past heals you when it comes to transcending inconsistency. Now, the other thing that can kill you when it comes to your inconsistency is worrying about the future. But you didn't think that one was going to come up. Worrying about the future contributes to not being able to battle the inconsistencies in your life. 
because you're always, you're always living in anxiety and stress. How many of y'all deal with anxiety and stress on a daily basis? Yeah, that's because we're worrying about the future. Then you go into this overthinking process or you get stuck because you're going through the analysis paralysis process. You're overthinking potential future scenarios. And what this does is this can lead to indecision and inaction. Causing, uh-huh. At Moore Regional Hospital to come see me today. I want you to come see me, but not today. You're doing too much. <laughs> I love you too, Prophet. I love you too. <laughs> when you worry about the future, you get, you have anxiety. I've been there. Y'all, I've gone days without eating. I've had knots in my stomach. Not recently. Let me, not recently. I have been doing pretty good recently. <laughs> I have released a lot of anxiety and stress because I've been spending more time being in the present. But you you put yourself through anxiety and stress. Then you overthink stuff. Then you start analyzing stuff. And then you pause because you don't know what decision to make. So you don't make no decisions. Then you set unrealistic expectations for yourself. You know, the goal setting process where you're supposed to set set realistic expectations? Yeah, some of us don't think like that. See, I'm a kid. I set unrealistic expectations because I expect to reach them. I, I expect to film three movies in one year. That is unrealistic because I ain't never did an acting job in my life. But I'll be damned, you're going to see me on a big screen somewhere. But I don't dwell in that. That is, that is one of those things that I put out into the universe. And then when I start putting emotion behind it, the universe going to make it happen. But you said, uh, but the one thing about when you worry about the future, when it comes to inconsistencies, not only do you do these things to yourself, but you do them to the ones closest to you. You set, expect you set unrealistic expectations for yourself, for your relationships, for your marriages, for your children, for those closest to you. You set unrealistic expectations and in doing that, you make it harder to adapt to the changing circumstances and it makes, and that results in inconsistent behavior. Like one minute you're telling yourself, I'm going to push out a hundred videos this week. And you only push out two. Because you set the unrealistic expectation of a hundred and you didn't realize it was going to take two to three hours just to edit, to put the video together and to edit it and to master it. You didn't think about all of that. So because you didn't think about all of that, you stopped, you parked in your storm. So how do we release the anxiety and stress? How do we stop overthinking? How do we not make 
unrealistic expectations. You live in the present and you enjoy every moment. Prophet, yes, you are in a hospital, but if you are in the present, you're going to enjoy the fact that you can still breathe. That you're still, as Grace say, you still above ground and not below. I mean, prophet, you're married. Did you ever expect to be married? With a wife who supports you and loves your dirty draws. Y'all know this is just an expression, Uncle Romy Rom. You know what I was trying to say. <laughs> but that's because at some point in your life, you stopped overthinking. You stopped worrying. You stopped setting unrealistic expectations and you lived in the present. And when you lived in the present, you received your present. When we worry about the future, when we dwell in the past, when we get hit with the storms of life, we park in them because we don't know how to handle it. But if you live in the present, when you get hit with a storm, you're like, okay, well, God's watering the grass today. Well, my car is getting washed today. That used to be my favorite one because. I never really washed my car on a consistent basis. So when it rained, I was like, whoo, Candy, get in the shower. I'm so happy. That was the name of my first car, Candy. She was this little maroon little, little car my dad got me. I was so excited too, y'all. I was 17 with a car. Y'all know I was big boss in my senior year. <laughs> the, only, look, the only kid with, out of all the church youth, the only one with a car, man, we was riding eight deep. <laughs> With a three, in a little compact car. Got two people in the passenger side with the seatbelt on. Like five, five of them in the backseat share seatbelts. I'm in the passenger. I was horrible, y'all. I was so horrible. Lord, I don't know how we did it, but we did it. But Candy get in the shower today. God's watering the flowers. Maybe God has some tears he needs to release. So he's releasing them on us to cleanse the earth. These are the these are these are my thoughts. When I I love rain. I go play in it. It's refreshing to me. It's like being showered by God. I love the rain. But when you dwell in the past and you worry about the future, you don't live in the present and you don't get to enjoy the present of what's happening in the day. I started this off with, I realized I've missed eight years of my son's life because I've either been dwelling in the past or worried about the future. I've never been in the present. I've missed 90% of what he's going through. Because when I have him, I'm worried about the future. When I don't have him, I'm worried. I'm stuck in the past. Man, I miss him. Man, I wish he was here. And then when he's here, Man, I got to do this for him. I got to, like, I'm never just with him. 
And when I'm with him, life is wonderful. I don't miss anything. So one of the ways to transcend inconsistency is living in the present. And I'm sure y'all wondering, okay, so how do we do this? You didn't gave us all this, gave us this story talking about the storm and who is who in your passenger seat and all this extra stuff. How are we supposed to live in the present? Well, the first thing you need to do is meditate slash pray. Meditation or prayer, a regular practice, helps to train the mind to focus on the present moment. See, when I first started meditating, I had a whole movie playing through my head. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I sit there, I'm like, okay. Hmm. I wonder how I'm gonna do that. Like that just instantly. What meditation does is it fo- it makes you focus on clearing your mind. And it's a mindfulness technique. And what it does is it encourages you to observe the thoughts without judgment. Without focusing on the past or the future. You're just in the present. Think about it. When you pray, you're in the present talking to God. You're not focused on the past. You're not focused on the future. You're in a conversation with your father. And you're only focused on that conversation, that one thing. Meditation is the same way. When I meditate, I focus on being dumb. I focus on having not one thing flowing through my head. So to help me, I have the vibration playing in the background. So I'm only focused on a certain tone. One thing, I'm focused on one thing. So meditation helps. Deep breathing, what it does is it slows it fills your your lungs with oxygen, like the proper amount of oxygen that you're supposed to have. It slows your heart rate. It calms you and soothes you so you can focus. And in the breathing, you don't breathe from your chest. Your chest. You literally breathe from your gut. When you inhale, imagine your belly button going all the way out. Your stomach expanding so much, your belly button goes all the way out. Then when you exhale, imagine your belly button touching your spine. Because y'all know when we breathe, we breathe from the, well, some people, we breathe from the chest. No, 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 no. You breathe from your gut. And you inhale so much to where you can't inhale anymore. Let your stomach expand. And you exhale so much so to where it feels like your belly button is about to touch your spine. Do that a few times and see if you can stay angry. Do that a few times and see if you if you still in your anxiety and your stress. Trust me, it works. I've done it while driving. I've done this times. I've done it on the call and ain't nobody know. I'll just be sitting here and nobody knows. 
But what the breathing technique, the deep breathing, what it does is it calms you and slows you and soothes you and put you in a calm state so you can be present, so you can make the decisions you need to make. Then the, another thing that you can do to stay present is do a body scan, a stand, body scan, S-C-A-N, a body scan. Do a mental, do a mental scan of your body, paying attention to the physical sensations. What this does is it promotes awareness of the present moment and helps you release tension. So when you you sit there, you're like, okay, hair, I got some grace, got some grace, okay. My head is throbbing a little bit, got a little sinus going on, but I can kill that real quick. Okay, I can still smell. I can see, got a little blurredness going on right now, but I can see. Lips are a little dry. You put some chapstick on. Okay. And got a little tension in my neck. That's how I know it's a sinus headache. All right. Heart's still there. I'm still breathing. Still standing. All right. My gut's sticking out a little bit, but it's there. So I'm doing good there. Okay. Just, you know, go through the process. <laughs> go through the process. And what this does is put you in the present, you know. So do the body scan and then engage your senses. Sight, sound, smell, taste, textures, everything around you. Bring your attention to the present environment. Remember, there's a test that Antonio always does. He's like, pause and smell your room. You've been in your room so much so to where your senses pretty much put that in the back of your head. That's not a focus for you anymore. You're not focused on how the room smells. But to bring yourself to the present, smell your room. And speaking of smelling your room, I need to change my scentsy because I can't smell it anymore. I'll do that after this call. And, you know, what do you see around you? What What are you smelling? What What are you hearing? What is, I, and I, you know what? I don't know about y'all. Grace will catch me when I say this. Oh. Smells really good in Starbucks. I bet it does. Mm. When I eat, I'm in the present. And I'm explaining to you why. Because I engage my smell, my taste, and my texture. Because the food I'm about to eat, I pause everything. Because when I eat, I want to enjoy my food. I like to eat. You can look at me and tell that I've invested years of food into myself. And I'm happy with that, okay? But every time I take a bite of something, I can smell my food before I eat it. I'm listening to the sounds around me. I'm enjoying, I am enjoying the present. If we recreate that emotion and everything else, then we will always stay present. Practice 
Gratitude is another way to stay present. Reflect on the things you're grateful for in your life. What this does is this helps you shift the focus from past regrets or future worries to the positive aspects of the present. That's what that does. That's why gratitude is so important because, I'll tell you something else, Grace, check your line app for your notes. You may have to go back and number them though and keep that format. But practice gratitude. Gratitude keeps you in a positive place. And then due to the laws of this universe, you attract more positive to you. And the more positive you attract to you, the inconsistencies that hit you, the storms that come your way, you can't be like, oh, that's cute. That's all you got today? Actually, no, do not taunt God. Please don't. I'm a firm believer that God has a sense of humor. So if you decide that you want to be like, oh, that's cute, God, gone with your little storm, okay. Watch what happened. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that God has a sense of humor. I'm a firm believer. You be like, I got this. And he going to be like, well, watch this. <laughs> no, sir. I'm not going to play with God. I'm not doing that. So please don't, don't taunt God. But when you when you have nothing but gratitude coming at you, all you see is positive. The storm that comes is just going to be a trickle in the night. You know how you sleep and a storm hit and then in the morning is gone? That's what it's going to be like. You didn't even know the storm was there. That's the importance of practicing gratitude. You won't even know the storm is there. Another way to stay present is to limit your multitasking. Um, yeah. I haven't mastered that one yet, y'all. <laughs> but focus on one thing at a time. Immerse yourself in it. What that does is it helps prevent distractions from past or present. And what it does is it promotes consist consistency in your actions. Let me tell y'all something. When I do dive deep into something, I forget to eat. And it's not intentional. It's just I'm so immersed in what I'm doing that hunger really doesn't strike. Like it, it gets to that point of, okay, I'm nauseous. I have to eat now. But I'll be so in something where the hunger really doesn't come. And then you'll notice that the hunger comes as you're completing the task. So don't multitask. And that's with life. When you are with your family, don't multitask. I understand now why they say, turn off your, my brother is very adamant about this. He will stop talking to you until you put down your phone. If we're at, if we're at dinner and a phone is on the table, he will not say anything. And you'll be talking and he'll just be sitting there looking at you. And once you realize that he's just staring at you and he's not speaking and you ask him what's wrong, he's like, I'm just waiting for you to put your phone up. You see, with me, he knows. I tell Antonio where I'm at. So if anything happens, he knows where I'm at. So my brother knows that Antonio's already been informed. 
if Don is not with me and he's with his dad, I don't keep my phone on me because he's with his dad. His dad has the capacity and the capability of taking care of his child. I don't need to keep my phone on me 24-7 if he's with his dad. Now, if he's with anybody else, I keep my phone on me. Not that I don't trust them, but I'm the parent. I'm the responsible parent at the time. So I need to keep my phone on me. So if my brother knows that Antonio knows where we are and I don't have Don, and that phone is on the table, he will sit there and wait for me to put my phone up. And now I understand because he wants me present while I'm spending time with him. And I get that now. Limit your multitasking. The other thing that you can do to help you battle the storms is acceptance and letting go. A way to live in the present is acceptance and letting go. Practice accepting the past without dwelling on it. Give it a voice. Allow your past to be heard, past pains, past experiences. You also, forgiveness, I told you, forgiveness is the key. Forgiveness, I don't care what nobody said. Yes, love, love is the the key to life. But I'm a firm believer that forgiveness is the key to life. If you walk in forgiveness every second of every minute of every hour of every day, when you get hit with a storm, that's not going to bother you. Like, uh, I forgive you, storm, and go on about your business. But accept the past without dwelling on it and acknowledge that the future is uncertain. Let, oh, this part, this y'all, this one, this one, I was three, three months old. Today's August, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Ah, yes. I was, I'm, I was three months old when I let go of the need to control everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is the highest form of love. So if you walk in forgiveness, you're walking in the highest form of love. And that's a part of accepting acceptance and letting go. Forgive. When you're accepting the past without dwelling on it, you're forgiving the past. Will you acknowledge that the future is uncertain? You're living in the present because you're letting it go. You can't change the past. You can't control the future. But you can definitely be happy in the present. I never really understood that until I got older. I can't change. I can't get in a time machine and go backwards and change. I can't change the past. So the best thing I can do is accept that it happened, learn the lesson from it, forgive and move. I have no freaking clue what's going to happen in the future. So the best I can do is just wait for it to happen. But this present thing, I'm in it now. So since I'm in it now, 
let me be in the present. Because if I'm in the present, whatever storm hits me, I will be capable of handling. I don't need to control everything. The only thing I need to control is myself. I can't control Grace. I can't control Miss Janice. I can't control Miss Brenda. I can't control Antonio. But what I can do is I can control how I respond to each of you. Heck, I can't control Don. He can't. But what I can do is control how I respond to him to teach him how to control how he responds to others. And that is what we that is what he and I are actually going through in the present. How he controls his response. Because between me and y'all, he has no control over himself. And he get that from mommy. I told us I was three months old. And I figured that out. And then mindful activities. Engage in activities that require your full attention. Like painting, cooking, playing a musical instrument. Miss Janice has a karaoke and trust me, that requires her full attention. You know what? I'm going to go back to doing my puzzles. Because that requires my full attention. I color. I have a coloring book. Well, actually, I have multiple coloring books. This whole bag right here is full of over 100 color pencils. I have a hundred, over 100 different colors. It's actually, it's exactly 120 to be exact. So I have to be fully engaged so I can choose the right color. I can't be multitasking while I'm coloring. I'm going to pick the wrong color. Then it's not going to flow. The picture has to look a certain way. I have like four different coloring books. And then I actually started coloring in Ibrahim's book. If y'all got Ibrahim's book with his drawings, I actually started coloring the little drawings. So they have like little colors in them. It's pretty fun, actually. It really is. We're making, making them colorful. But do a mindful activity, something that in, it requires your full attention. And when you do these things, put your phone down. When you're with family, be with family. Put your phone down. Don't worry about what Pamela is doing on Facebook. Don't worry about what Xavier did a week ago and posted. Don't worry about all that. Mindful activities. Now, remember that cultivating mindfulness and staying present is a skill that takes time and it takes practice. And over time, these skills can help reduce the inconsistency in your life and help you find some of that inner peace. I want to thank all of you for joining me and hopefully I have helped you guys get closer to transcending inconsistency, but I definitely wanted to talk about living in the present. It's something that Antonio talks to us, well, 
I'm not going to say talk to us. It's something he tells me quite often. Be present where your feet are. <laughs> Grace, what I'm talking about, because, you know, she's gotten that message a few times herself. <laughs> Y'all have heard him on the call say no multitasking. He be talking to me and Grace. Mm. Actually, no. I'm a, Grace, I'm going to keep you out of this. He be talking to me. I'm not going to put that on Grace. He be talking to me. He be talking to me. Y'all see his facial expression. He be talking to me. Because I be multitasking like it ain't nothing. I'll be in the class, sending emails, checking emails, working, like actually doing work. But there are times where I've been in the present, present where my feet are, in the class, and have come up with the most amazing things. And you will be seeing these things coming soon, starting this year, so actually starting this month in, oh, snap, um, in six days, actually, you'll see the first of these things in six days. And then you'll see the second of these things starting on the 31st. And in between that time, you'll see more things coming up. But when I am present, excuse my language, when I'm present, I'm the shit. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I said it. I said it. When I am present, I am the shit. I am. I know I am. <laughs> but think about it. When you're in the present, you get so much. You get you get the downloads. You hear Antonio, you've heard Sheena, you've heard Damali, you've heard Talisha talk about downloads. That's because they were in the present. They were in the present. And because they were in the present, they were in a mental condition to receive. So I hope this has helped you guys when it comes to battling the storms of your life. And always remember who you put in your passenger seat is really important. Are they going to tell you to keep moving through your storm? Or are they going to agree with you and have you park and be in your storm longer than you should be? Thank you all so much for joining us this morning. You can plant better. You can dominate before you go yeah 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 before we go uh hey tomorrow is the day okay tomorrow's the day so if you don't have your ticket get your ticket today okay 49 dollars because tomorrow it goes up to 97 okay it goes up so get your tickets today exploring alignment is going to be i I don't have a word for it okay that's how big it's going to be i don't have a word for it all of you that have tickets Deanna, Grace is actually Deanna. You're gonna do it because Grace is gonna be with me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure I need their emails, like whatever email they want, because they're gonna be automatically registered. That's all I'm gonna say. And hold on, while we are on the call, give me one second. Give me one moment. Uh huh. Yep. 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 Uh-huh. You have all their names and emails now. All right. So, ladies and gents, if you haven't gotten around to getting your ticket, get it. If I were you, I would get it today. I want to see y'all. I want to yes. see y'all. It's going to be fun. It is. Okay. We got a sneak peek last Thursday. Okay. So, come on. And there's come more on. to come. Okay. Because if you notice, 
That's the only thing through Zoom. The rest of it is in 4K. Right. If you notice, the time of the event, the conference, is the time during the morning meeting on Thursday. So come on, get your tickets so you don't have to miss it. All right, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I got. All right. And do we have anything else? Is it's Wednesday. Do we have it's Wednesday? So no, yeah. I know there's no pain 2020 because Prophet J is in the hospital. But we'll yeah. still have the morning meeting. We'll still have yeah. the morning meeting. It won't. Oh, okay. It, it won't conflict. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I did want to ask Uncle Rummy Rome if he could say a prayer for Prophet. I know some. I know I'm putting you on blast. No, it's not a problem, but. I just discovered he's in the hospital now, so but I can pray for him. Pray ain't no problem. The tough. Uh let us pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, but we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity, dear Lord. We want to especially put Prophet Jay on the altar. Um, he is under the care of the doctors. And I do not know why he's there, dear Lord, but I know you know why he's there. Um, I thank you, dear Lord. We got an opportunity to hear from this from him this morning. And I thank you to go for his spirit because he was participating. He was part of our session and yet he's still in the hospital being taken care of. So dear Lord, we just ask you to cover him, cover his wife, dear Lord, cover his, his household, dear Lord, and then bring him back to, to where he needs to be, dear Lord, so we can get that, that prophet J that we're used to, dear Lord. And we ask these and all blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Uncle Rummy Rome. All right, everyone. We love y'all. See y'all tomorrow. Love you more. Are you on the flip love side? Love you more. <laughs> <laughs>